grateful to wake up with your mind on the Lord and uh, just ready to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Amen. We have just a couple written requests this morning. I believe Brother Larry and, and Sister Becky are not feeling well with this morning, so we remember them in our prayers. And also Sister Angie Brown, I think, had uh, sent a message that she needed prayer this morning, so we remember her also today. And I'm sure there's other requests. The Lord knows it, but if you just raise your hand and make it known. God sees it. He knows what it is this morning. Amen. Brother George, come today and lead us in prayer, brother, if you would. Thank you, Amen. Well, it just feels good in the house of the Lord this morning, doesn't it? Amen. Let's give a whole a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Thank you, Lord. to be with believers today. Amen. Amen. Let's just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you and we praise you for this beautiful day you give us, Lord, and another day here to serve you, Lord. And, and Lord, we ask you today as we enter into this service, Lord, we ask you to enter with us, Father. We invite you into our presence this morning, Lord. We, we Lord, we open ourselves to you, Lord. We, we, We'll lift our hands to you today, Lord, to, to receive a blessing from you, Father. And we just ask you, oh God, that you'd meet the needs. Bless Brother Larry, we pray, Lord, as he's ailing in body this morning. Lord, it's a lying vanity. And we just pray you touch him, Lord, and raise him up. And Lord, we ask that, Lord, the songs this morning, the song, Lord, the musicians, Lord, we just pray you'd anoint it, Lord. Brother Mark, Lord, just to anoint his voice to sing, Lord, praises to you, Lord. And, and Lord, the Holy Spirit feeds on the word of God, Lord. And we just ask, Lord, that you would feed the Holy Spirit this morning. Lord, bless our pastor as he preaches the word this morning. Lord, may it come with power and with demonstration. And Lord, we ask that your hand would be upon it, Lord. And Lord, that we would grow in grace and mercy, Lord, for the hearing of the word of God. And Lord, we just give you thanks already for what you've done. We give you thanks for what you're about to do, Lord. And we wait with anticipation. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you now, and Brother Jonathan, come with us. Amen. Amen. How are you doing this morning? Everybody blessed? Highly favored? Amen. I tell you what, he chose us. In this last day, he chose us to worship him. I'm not going to let him down. Amen. Have your seats just for a moment. We'll do the reports this morning.
Amen. I tell you, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed upon Jesus. I woke up this morning in prayer and I thought, you know, if I just believe something good would happen today. So I'm just going to believe. So let's just plead together. Brother Mark, come. Let's have service. Kids were sound good in the back. Maybe they'll sound good in the front today. Sing. She wants to keep getting ready for that. Amen. Don't you just love the Lord Jesus this morning? Uh, Kelly and I were talking this morning about how Brother Branham said that how sin just overlaps and overlaps and overlaps and overlaps. And you take one generation that uh, they are doing really good and serving the Lord, and all of a sudden they just get out from under the fellowship. Next thing you know, their children are the same way. And then it gets worse after their children come. And it just keeps going and going and going. So don't that just encourage you, make you just want to press on this morning. There will be a bride regardless of how many fall away. There's going to be a bride. And I'm just thankful that he gave me grace this morning to stand and to realize that we're on a battlefield this morning. Let's sing that together, if you will, today. I think it's the key of G. Well, I was alone and idle, and I was a sinner too.
testify that this morning. I'm on the battlefield for the Lord. Uh, I've said this uh, before, but there's just a, a little saying uh, in one of the movies that we had watched. It said, I'd rather stand with God and be judged by the world than to stand with the world and be judged by God. Amen. Amen. Don't you agree with that this morning? Amen. Let's sing this. I believe it's in the flat. All trouble sometimes are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear, now is a stay. Oh, humble your heart to God, saints from the casting rod. Seek away pilgrims, trod, Christians away. Expecting at any moment this morning, His coming. Praise the Lord. Let's sing this B flat. And every praise is to our God.
belongs to our God this morning. Praise the Lord. Amen. We'll sing it. When the world is falling apart and you can't do nothing else, let me tell you, you can pray. Let's sing that this morning. You say I'm not able I'm too young or I'm too I can't sing or teach, and no title do I hold. Lord, what can I do? For I want to do my part, and I want to help the hurting with all. child has gone so far though I try my best to reach them their hearts just seem so hard Lord what can I do to help bring them back to you for my family's lost and dying and my Do the walls come down until there's you. 
the situation gets beyond what you can do or what you can control, or we should do it anyway, we should pray. Even before the circumstance gets that way, uh, a lot of times we, we try to handle things on our, oh, I can do this, but we can do nothing except through God this morning. And I'm so thankful for the promise he gave, not only will I be with you, but I'll be in you to the end of the world's. So with him in us, how can we lose? Amen. We'll let you have your seats this morning. We'll have our ushers to come and uh, receive the morning offering. You just give unto the Lord, and I know he'll bless you for your efforts today. Let's sing this. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he held me to
you're beautiful. Your face is all I seek this morning. Amen. Sister Audrey, that's your name. <laughs> the children's church that uh, practiced this morning and was shaking the rafters back there. That same group, would you come up this morning and shake them in here this morning? Amen. All right, somebody's already started back there. God bless you. <laughs> Just praise him seven times a day. Praise him all hours of the day. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship uttered is to our God this morning. Let's stand together as we invite our pastor this morning to deliver what the Lord has laid on his heart for us today. Amen. If you bring your barrels and turn them up right this morning, let the Lord fill them up and overflow this morning. Amen. Oh, we place you. In the highest place For you Are the great high priest And we place you High above all And we come to you, and we come. 
we worship and worship at your feet. Sing it now. house of the Lord. We certainly are blessed today to have a beautiful uh, place to come and worship our Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that we're so close uh, to the thing that we have prayed about, hallelujah, we've sang about, and we've longed for. It's the hour to where we'll step from this house of clay into a body immortal that the Lord has prepared for us. A blessing to be with you this morning. As the brethren will come, this is the tithe you give to the Lord, and God will bless you all to get ready to uh, sing us a song quickly. I want to make this announcement. The Lord willing, next Sunday we will have a special guest speaker here all the way from South America, Guyana, actually the country where I was born. In the village that I was born. How close is that to home? In the church that I was dedicated in. So we'll be happy to um, have him, Brother Prame, all the way from Guyana, South America. We'll be ministering here uh, next Sunday. We're looking for a grand time of fellowship around the blessings of the Lord with him. And then the following weekend, of course, we have Brother Kadri Diggs. And we'll have the Memorial Weekend Youth Banquet here um, at the tabernacle. We're looking so forward uh, to that great time of fellowship. He texted me last week. He said, um, he said I'm coming. Uh, Kira's coming. Uh, my daughter's coming. Uh, her husband is coming. I said, well, just bring everybody. We'll have a good time in a fellowship of the Lord. So we, we so love Brother Kadri Diggs. He's always been such a blessing to us, and we're looking forward to 
uh, the blessings of the Lord. We've got a good many registered in for the banquet, and we're just praying and believing and trusting all things will be ready. And then we have a big wedding coming up uh, there on the Friday of the weekend of the banquet. So a lot's going on here at the church, but we know God is certainly in control of it all. Praise the Lord. Let's sing a little song before we go right into the Word this morning. Oh, in Jesus' name, we pray. morning are there how many graduates do we have this uh, this year do we have I know Casey will be graduating is there okay we have another one here uh, we've got brother Amos we've got three graduates uh, this uh, this year so we thank the Lord uh, we always seem to have graduates around the, um, the congregation here this is exactly how the youth banquet got started we actually started it as a graduation banquet uh, for all the graduates, and it's not, not just for graduates, but we want to congratulate all these that are uh, graduating. May the Lord bless you real good. We certainly are very grateful that the Lord has given you strength to press on. I'm sure it's been a challenge, but the Lord is faithful. Amen, Brother Casey. God is faithful. We're so proud of you. God bless you. And we are going to... We are going to do something very special for you 
in the days ahead. So may the Lord bless you real good. Certainly appreciate our musicians this morning. They all sound so good. Such a warm atmosphere to walk into uh, to worship Jesus Christ. I want to take you right straight into the scripture this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, two passages. Um, I was, um, I've been studying on the, uh, uh, the pre-Nasia fathers and uh, such like, the history of the church, um, going through several of those um, whole uh, history of the um, uh, reformers and just, just, Lord, just really basking in some of those uh, material, the Lord is really blessing and just pouring His Spirit into uh, me of what the Lord has done, not only in those ages, but in this age. You realize that we're living at the very climax of all of it, Amen. of all the reformers. They, they were just all, all the way from starting out, except Paul, they were all reformers. All these, all these runners were reformers, only two word prophet in the church age, and that was Paul and Brother Branham. But we're so grateful for the lives that they led. And even prior, in between there, there were great men that rose up with great messages, such as Sankey, Finney, Moody, and other uh, great men of God, Charles Spurgeons, and some of the others. And I just enjoyed the history of all these great men who have ran before us. But I'm grateful to be living in this age, because this is the final of all the ages. We've had runners all the way from Ephesus to Laodicea. But I believe the final dash is left up to us as the bride of Christ. And this is the last age. This is the latter day age. Do you believe it? This is the bride age. The evening light torch has been handed to us. The calling of the bride for the rapture. The harvest time. Great men has come before us. They brought us great messages. Great sermons of reformation that improved the church. But we have had the message of restoration. Not just to improve us, but to change us. For as Abraham and Sarah was changed from their old vile body to a brand new body. We're sitting on a message of Elohim that is changing us into an incorruptible body. And we're not just speaking of just spirits. Even those who have went on before us. We will not be disembodied spirits in the world to come. But we will be redeemed spirits in a redeemed body. In a redeemed world. That's why they without us cannot be made perfect. And right now there are a cloud of many witnesses yelling to us. Cheering us on. Giving us the thumbs up. Keep on running. You're right on the finish line. Run with the message. Run with the message of Malachi 4. We have nothing else to run with. We have no other message. We are running with the anointing this morning. You believe it? I want to talk about God's athletes this morning. Athletes of God. We're at the final dash now. Hallelujah. We can see the final price. Our brother tapped right into it and sang the final song. Lord, there's a price before us. And we're looking to what the Lord has in store for us this morning. Hallelujah. Let's read. 
Paul speaking now, he says, 1 Corinthians 9 and 24, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that he may obtain. Look, we've had runners. We've had runners through the ages. But I believe the bride, the bride is going to steal the final prize. They, they, they cannot now confess and claim a, 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 a body change. Because they had died and went into the grave. Yes, they were changed. But I believe there will be a people in this age that will cheat death. There will be a sweep that comes over us. Hallelujah. And there will be a change of this vile body. That we will not even die, but we will translate it into that perfect body that God has for us. I believe there's a prize. Are you contending for that prize? Are you holding to that prize? I'm not looking at anything else. There's only one prize. And that's my rapture body. Hallelujah. Hey. Problems will come. Sorrow will come. Sickness will come. Uh, all sorts of things will try to hinder us. But our eyes is on the price of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're running with the message. You believe it? Praise God. One other scripture quickly. I can tell we're going to have a grand time in the fellowship of the Lord this morning. Hebrews chapter 12 and verses... One, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. What passages of scriptures today that lays before me, and I trust that God will just Take them and make them a reality to us today. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we deem it such an honor to come into your presence. I think, Lord, of the many people, Lord, today who have gathered, perhaps in different organizations and, and religions. But, Lord, I believe the true worship comes from the heart of the bride of Christ. True worship always comes from the heart. And I believe that our hearts have been turned by the message of Elijah the prophet. Where he shall turn the hearts of the children back to the faith of the Father. Therefore, true worship only comes from the heart that has been turned. Our heart has been turned towards you, Lord. We pray you'll have your way in this meeting. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says... Amen. God bless you this morning as you take your seats. You know, there has been, as I said, a relay through the ages. Relays are just beautiful. And many of you know that I'm a runner. I love to run ever since I was just a little boy. My mom says from the time you started walking, you were running. You just, I just love to run. I ran in many races uh, through school, through elementary, through a high school. I ran in many races. I just, something about running that I just enjoy that time of meditation. I ran in various uh, uh, races. 
Uh, there is all types of different races. But the race I want to speak to you this morning about is a relay. It is when you run and you pass the torch to the next person to dash to the finish line. You see, previously to us, there's been runners that has been running. And they have ran and they have ran their course. And they pass the torch or the baton to the next person. And then they stand back and cheer the runner as they run on. You see, there have been a relay from Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardius, Philadelphia, Laosia. There's been a relay. And when we arrive in the last age, the relay did not stop. We did not sit down. God has handed up this great spirit and this great message to run with him this morning. And I believe we are the final people in the final age that will make the final run to the great price that God has prepared for us. Brent Bram tells the story of a little boy who enters a running contest with his peers. This race was to test their IQs. They each one was given a password and a final destination. The first to arrive would speak the password and the gate would open and he would win the great honor. Well, there was a certain boy who being very swift-footed could outrun all the rest of the boys in the contest. He had practiced day after day had his lung built up. He had his body all trimmed. He had practiced how to start with his feet and get a head plunge ahead of the rest of the boys. He practiced how to breathe during the time of his running. You see, running, there is a skill, there is a style, there is a certain ability that you have. It's not just running and starting out a spa later on with shorts beating the air. You have to be trained. You got to have a coach. You got to know how to breathe in and all your oxygen and pace yourself to the finish line. You see, in order to hold the oxygen that come to his body, and uh, as he began to uh, uh, run uh, and to keep uh, pumping forward, this young man knew all the logistics. He had all the intellectuals just right. He had everything just set out just right. Are you going with me? He had studied from every angle that he could. Well, they arrived for the race. And about 150 boys line up. You see, the particular, this particular boy remember all of his training. The gun finally fires, and the line was broken. Brett Brown tells us that the little boy jumped forward, being physically fit went down the track at a terrific speed. Well-trained, he outrun every boy that was in the race. 
He arrived at the final destination a minute or more before the rest of the runners. One problem though, he had forgotten the password. He was so caught up in a straining that he forgot the main thing. Listen, friends, there's been runners that has been running. But we have to understand there is the main thing. God has given us a password in the age. He has given us a message to run with. We're not running on our own. We have no message in our own. We have no intellect on our own. We've got faith in God in this age. You know, I love what Solomon, Solomon, as I conclude this, on down the line, some little boy, you know, didn't run so fast, remember the password and enter right in. Maybe that's some of us. Hallelujah. Maybe, maybe we didn't run too well. Maybe we were a little topsy-turvy. Maybe we fell during the relay. But I'm so grateful. Even as an eagle, we were blown down in the valley by the storm. We will rise up again. Hallelujah. We will rise up again. The storm can't keep us down. We are going to finish this race. We are going to run to the end. Can you say amen? And we're not running without a message. We have the password. I love what Paul's, uh, or, uh, Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 9.11. He says that the race is not to the swift. Nor the battle to the strong. Have you ever looked around or raised your hands and think, you know what, I just admire the way that that brother, that sister, how they run. I wish I could run like them. I wish I was strong like they are. I wish, oh my, I just feel like I'm just not worthy enough, not good enough. I just keep falling. I keep slipping. I I keep stumbling. But you're running. Hallelujah. You're running. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here this morning. You're running every time you fall. You get back up and run some more. You're God's athletes. Understanding our text this morning, the Apostle Paul, a missionary, a writer, most of the New Testament, knew all about the Olympics. He understood what it entailed and the training that athletes endures. He also knew the password, the key word. It was the revelation of Jesus Christ. In Romans 16, 25, Paul says, Now to him uh, that is a power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world begun. It is a secret. The world doesn't know it, but you know it today. Hallelujah. You are blessed today. You are blessed beyond any natural blessings to be sitting under the revelation of Jesus Christ, the secret rapture of the church. You believe it? Hallelujah. He further says in Galatians 1 and 12, for I need to receive it of man. Neither was I thought it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
Paul knew that to be the best and to come forth victoriously, then hard training and discipline was needed. I believe that God has been training and disciplining his bride. Can you say amen? And we are now to run with diligence and increasing energy to the finish line. This is no time to sit down and to slack up. This is no time to look around and to dilly-dally around. This is the hour to run like you never run before. You believe it? You know, we have seen uh, so many things through the years. We all have been serving God a number of years. We have a history. A decade, two decades. Uh, some of us all our lives. We have been and gone through the process of spiritual adoption, the placing of sons. You see, God has been child training his bride. He has been child training his church. And we know, have no better coach than the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The church ages had reformers, but this last age is not Laosia. This is the bride age. We have the Holy Spirit in fullness back in the church that can take every thought under captivation. What was it? It was the full manifestation of the Holy Spirit. God has been training us. In a message, adoption part three, not in the 60, uh, May the 22nd. Uh, first thing after the son was in, he became a son. But then we find out his behavior is what set him to adoption. Whether he behave right or not. Oh, I know some of you are going to say, oh, this is where I'm going to fall off. Don't worry. I'm going to pick you up by grace. Amen. I'm going to pick you up by grace. He said that his behavior is what set him uh, to adoption. Whether he behave right or not. Listen, Pentecost, they understood that they were sons. And they went after the inheritance. They went after the natural things. But never stayed and stand still enough to be tested by the Father. Hallelujah. There were sons that ran with that. But there's a bride who has been child trained by the Holy Spirit. We are in the testing period of the rapture of the church now. You believe it? So our behavior determines our final victory. How we run this race reflects our adoption. We are predestinated to behave like our father. So we go through child training to match our heavenly father. Therefore, the Holy Spirit justifies our behaviors to the father as though you have never sinned at the first place. I told you I'm going to pick you up now. Hallelujah. Your adoption is depending on your behavior. And your behavior matches the Father. Are we together? You see, all condemnation is gone. Sin no longer has dominion over us. Hallelujah. Sin can't bind us. Sin can't condemn us. Sin has no records for us. 
Because we've been justified in the first place. If you were in the first place, you'll be in the last place. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. I say, if you were in the first place, you'll be in the last place. I believe I'm speaking to people here who are predestinated to finish uh, this race strong. Strong. Hallelujah. We might be limping, but strong. Praise God. We may have some bruises, but we are strong. Hallelujah. Where did you get those bruises? Where did you get those wounds? I got it fighting in the battle for my king. Come up here and sit with me on the throne. This race is not for the perfects. This race is not for the self-righteous. This race is not for the intellectual. This race is for the weak that will come out strong. You believe it? Hallelujah. Amen. We will be strong. Amen. We will be strong. You remember this story. Amen. Of the parade. And all the veterans. And everybody well, well, well dressed. Armors all polished. Uniforms all new and pressed. But here came an old veteran. Amen. Holds in his uniform. Amen. A crooked sword. Walking a little bit sideways. Because he had been hammered by the pressure from the enemy. And the king asked the commander, who is this man? How come he's not dressed? Where did he come from? Call him up here. Amen. He came before and he said, your highness, your honor, the king. Hallelujah. And the king said to him, I want to ask you one question. Hallelujah. Where did you get those cars from? How come your uniform is all tore up? How come you're walking a little crooked? Come on. Hallelujah. How come you're all wounded and got scars? He said, your honor. Oh, the king. I was in a battle for the king. I got all these scars. Hallelujah. You're not going to cross the finish line all prettied up. I got a message for you today. You're not going to be all, all pretty up. Some of you are going to be crawling. Some of you are going to be, amen, just barely moving. But the key thing is, you made it to the finish line by the grace of God. You believe it? Yes. We are predestinated to finish this race. Because you are predestinated to run. Listen now, the final stage of adoption is the rapture of your body. The final stage of adoption is the rapture of your bodies. Hallelujah. I believe we're in the final stage. Brother Greg, I believe we're in the final lap right now. This is the final stage of the rapture, and that is your full adoption. You believe it? You see, athletes of God are predestinated to finish this race with a reward of an incorruptible body. Look at Ephesians 1 and 5 quickly with me. The Bible says, having predestinated us unto the adoption. Praise God. You are predestinated for a body change. You are predestinated to make it across the finish line. Now, your body may tell you otherwise. 
uh, circumstances might tell you otherwise. Different scenarios may arise to point you other places. But Paul says, having predestinated us unto the adoption. The final stage of adoption is the rapture. You believe it? At least win the race by being persistent. And we're not looking back at past nor present circumstances, dilemmas, mistakes, shortcomings, and failures. Praise God. We do not judge our spirituality and being the final adopted people of this age by all those things. Neither does God. You see, you cannot be responsible for coming into this world with a sinful nature ingrained into you. Well, let that soak in a minute. You cannot be responsible for that. That you were born with a sinful nature ingrained into you. When you barely start speaking, you knew how to lie. Because that nature was inside of you. You were born like that. And yet today, you still struggle with the elements of this flesh. This is your problem. Not the inside. It's the outside. Because in... You see it, it's ingrained in there. Questions and answers, 1964, August the 30th. Red Ram said, as long as you're in this life, you're going to be sticky. And have a carnal nature that's going to bother you as long as you live. But inside of you, you're born again. Glory adios. Inside of you, you're born again. Tell the devil, inside, I'm born again. Hallelujah. There's a church that's running with that message. Inside of her, she's born again. You believe it? Running this race has nothing to do with your carnal nature. It cannot hinder you from finishing strong this morning. I want you to understand in God's mind, you are predestinated to fall and to rise. Praise God. Thank God for grace to fall and to rise. You did not choose that destiny. You did not choose that theory. God chose it. He chose for you to fall and to rise. Praise God. Oh, thank God. So that God can bring his true eternal predestinated purpose into manifestation. And you're not a fall. You cannot rise. Stay with me now. Ephesians church age part three. This was a part of his eternal and predestinated purpose. It was the plan of redemption. It was a plan of salvation. Now listen closely, God being a savior, it was necessary that he predestinated a man who would require salvation in order to give himself reason and purpose of being. Hallelujah. And you're not a fall, you cannot rise up. It was not your choice, it was God's choice. Because this gives God purpose of being. Yes. 
Because God was a spirit. And God could not be God until he became man. And you brought God to his kingship. Your sins brought God to his kingship. Your mistakes brought God to his kingships. Your errors, your shortcomings, your habits, your failures brought God to his kingship. Hallelujah. You're predestinated to fall and rise in Jesus' name. Imagine that. Think about that. That God could not even be God unless I had some mistakes in my life. Unless I had some flaws in my life. Unless I had some things that was not too good in my life. And God says, don't worry about it. I'm going to clear it up at the end. Because I need a purpose of being. I cannot remain just the spirits. I have to be a body to feel like you feel. To suffer like you suffer. So I can heal you of your diseases and infirmities. You believe it? Oh, I love that, Brother George. It was necessary that he predestined a man. Oh, that will require salvation in order to give himself reason and purpose of being, oh my goodness, I can stop right here and shout all over this church this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. You ought to be shouting too. Praise God. On the other end, Satan comes and says, you're not bride, you're not worthy enough, you're not perfect enough, you just mess up every single day. And on the other side, God is saying, don't listen. Don't listen. I needed a purpose. I needed a purpose. Hallelujah. I needed a reason and purpose of being. Don't worry. I'm going to catch you. I got your back. I got your back. Amen. I'm going to cover you. Glory. The blood of Jesus Christ goes beyond all of our shortcomings. Forget about failing and messing up. Just keep running. Amen. Keep running. The Apostle Paul further tells us in Philippians 3 and 13 through 14, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Forget about it. Forget about it. You say, oh, I'm just striving to a place to where I can never lie anymore. I can never cheat anymore. I can never sin anymore. That's going to happen when you change this old body. Because as long as you're in this body, you're going to have the temptation to do those things. You remember, your body's not yet redeemed. Only your souls. That redemption will come when we pass from this life into this life. You believe it? He said, forgetting those things which are behind. Are you willing to do that? Lord, I forget those things that are behind me. There's still that desire in my heart to serve you. I can't quit serving you. I just can't quit serving you. There's that holy thirst and desire inside of me to just keep pressing. It doesn't matter how bad I've been, how horrible I've been, what a shame I've caused, what a disgrace that I've caused. I still love you, Lord. It doesn't matter how many times I've fallen, I still love you. You feel that way this morning. I still love you. That's something that you didn't turn on. 
and definitely cannot turn off. Hallelujah. God turned it on because he placed his seed inside of you. And you're carrying a part of the eternal purpose of God inside of you this morning. Do you believe it? So athletes are rewarded a prize. And we're running towards the prize of the rapture translation. You see, we move forward with certainty and assurance that nothing can destroy God's purpose. The bride is running with a purpose. And we will not forget the passwords. Hallelujah. Amen. We will not forget the password. It's true grace. It is true grace that's been given to us. Not some other grace, but a special grace that's been given to us. Paul spoke about it there in the book of uh, 1 Peter at the revelation of Jesus Christ. He said there will be a grace given to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is the prize that God has given the bride in the last age. You believe it? And when was it given? At the revelation of Jesus Christ. Invisible union of the bride of Christ. Special grace to the church. You believe it? You see, I want to say many are running without a message. They have no password. And the password is the rapture of the bride. The secret rapture. A secret password that the world knows nothing about. Remember, it's a secret not everybody knows about it. Like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Praise God. I'm sure Romeo has some history. Praise God. I'm sure Juliet had some history. <laughs> but you see, it was a secret. Catching away of the bride and the groom. And so it is in this age. It is a secret catching away of the bride and the groom in this age. You see, God has made it so to where... We cannot even submit and surrender our lives to condemnation and give up. Because every time we do, we, we do it, God just keeps coming to us and disqualifying all the accusations. Praise God. God keeps disqualifying all the accusations. Just like he did, brother, brother Greg, with the woman at the well. When she was caught in the very act of adultery. And what did Jesus do? He came and he wrote in the sand. And every man with a stone in his hand suddenly began to drop their stones. Because he must have wrote there, Peter, you're a cusser. Amen. John, you're a luster. Mary, you're a liar. And as he disqualified, amen, the witnesses, the woman stood in the presence of Jesus. And Jesus said, woman, where are now that accuser? She looked around and she said, Lord, I have none. He said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Elijah's anointing has power to disqualify all the accusations that is against us. Praise God. Every new one Satan brings, God just keeps rising higher above it. Amen. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for it? Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Where are your accusers? Where are all the self-righteous? Where are all the, uh, the people? Amen. They're so perfect. Lord, they had no, no, they had no grounds to stand on because you just disqualified them. 
I'm so glad. I'm so glad, Brother Greg. Amen. He knows how to disqualify all of our witnesses. When I saw it, I was there. But the word has the power to disqualify the witnesses. You believe it? Many are running with, without a message. They don't know the password, friends. But it's the secret rapture of the church. There's no time to slack in this race. We have the password, and we will run until we enter in. You believe it? I love what Brother Bram says in the message, Elijah, 1955. God don't want this church to go backwards or to sit still. He wants us to go forward and don't slack at all. The Holy Spirit don't say, slack up here. He says, just keep going. If you fall down, get back up. You believe it? If you got sidetracked, get back on track. God knows how to bring us. You know, uh, in Greece, you heard me tell it before, but it's worth repeating. They have a race that they call the torch race. It's a Greek race. And it is a race that does not judge a man upon his speed or uh, the ability to outrun anyone else. But it's judged upon endurance. And what they will do, all the runners will line up. And each one will have a torch in his hand. And they will light each torch. And then they will fire the gun. And the one that reaches the finish line with his torch still lit is the one that receives the reward. I say, run, church. Run. It's not all fast. You might be coming in a little late. But as long as your torch is still lit, run to the finish line. You believe it? Yes, we have no time to slot. There are many scarecrows along the way, many distractions along the way. I want to encourage you this morning to set your eyes on the price. The, the final price is to be free from this pest house that we live in. This body is a pest house. A pest house is where you put all the diseased people. People who are diseased. But I believe God is getting ready uh, to translate us. Oh, but what one day God is going to take us, not from this pest house, but to the Father's house. He said, I'll go and prepare a place for you. One day, God will call us to the Father's house. We will not be held victims chained to these bodies of corruption. But God will take us to the Father's house. I'll take you out of this best house and deliver you into my Father's house, Jesus said. I give no attention to the bypasser, I say, who are bent on derailing your face this morning. Keep running. And you will witness a brand new body in Jesus' name. Are you looking forward to it? My, these old bodies, they're just, they're just dying every day. They're dying every day. That's why we have to take a shower every day. Try, try not showering for a week and you'll see how corrupt you are. You see, we're dying every day. 
We're dying. Every day we're dying. And our body's calling out. Our spirit that's born again on the inside is calling out for our perfect bodies. Praise God. And we go to that place. I want you to notice there in Acts 3, uh, Peter and John met a man that was lame, the Bible says. And after they give him the password, he went from walking to leaping to running right into complete deliverance. There's a church that's going to leap. She's going to walk. She's going to run and run right into a complete deliverance. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. He said, Brother Joseph, am I going to be able to ever overcome these things? Yes, you will. If you're a child of God, you will. God inside of you will bring you to that place. He knows you can't do it on your own. This is not a self-righteous gospel. This is his righteousness, not our righteousness. We can't do it, but he can do it. You believe it? You see, Satan wants to stop you from running. It'll make you all kinds of proposition to do so in a message. How can I overcome in uh, 1963 and in August the 25th in a morning service? Brother Bram said, sometimes Satan can take you. And when you think that you're going, doing the will of God and make you a proposition, you'll fall for, fall for it. Yes, sir. He sure can. You have to be careful. Satan knows how to make propositions. He knows how to bargain with you. He understands the commerce. He understands your makeup. He understands your ego. He understands your built up. He knows all those things. He has the ability of knowing those things. One thing he forsakes, though, is that soul inside of you has been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You believe that? You see, the race is for all. And there are also false runners in the race. Can you say amen? Let me sound the trumpet and alarm you. That not all who say that they believe are true runners in this race. There are three kinds of believers and false anointed ones at the end time. And the Bible said in the last day, there shall arise false anointed one, Matthew 24, 24. And they had the very appearance of the first bride with works of signs and wonders, but they cannot stay with the pure word. Here's the Asetus. They cannot stay with the pure words. See, God does not hold you accountable for all these other uh, theories that are out there and all these other teachings. God hold you accountable under the pure word that you're under. Do you believe it? Are you feeding on it? Do you trust it? <laughs> Do you understand all of it? Absolutely not. But you believe it. You have faith in God. You believe that. You see, Janice and Jamaris could impersonate every miracle Moses produced. But the only thing they couldn't do is stay with the words. We have the pure word in the saints. And there's a church that's under the headship of the pure word. You believe that? Hallelujah. I love it in a message. Uh, a hidden life in uh, 1955. Uh, I believe it's uh, October the 6th. Branham said, for Satan will put, put out as many false runner, but just lay it aside. 
You see, Satan will put out a many a false runners. Now, you're not, your job is not to uh, uh, discern uh, who is a false runner. But if you remain a true runner, you will know a false runner when you see one. So God wants you to stay true to your callings. He wants you to stay true to your callings. You see, a false runner are those who will hinder you from obtaining your spiritual inheritance. And it's God's purpose to give you that inheritance. Praise the Lord Jesus. That's why when I die, I'm not worried about it. Amen. Just one breath from this life is into another body. I have no fear of death. I have no fear of dying. Because I have an eternal inheritance that God has given us. Death cannot scare us. Death cannot kill us. Death cannot deprive us. We have an eternal inheritance given to us by the Father of Spirits. Pardon me. I love what Paul says in Galatians 5 and 7. He did run well. Who did hinder you that he would not obey the truth? Who is a person? Who did hinder you that you did not uh, obey the truth? There's only one truth. There's only one truth. Hallelujah. We have the truth. And Jesus says uh, in Matthew 8, 22, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. We've been set free from condemnation, set free from the things of this world. The truth has enlightened us of who we are. You believe that? You love him this morning. You should be running to obey the truth, the word. He later on says in Philippians 2 and 16, holding forth the word of life that, ye, that, that I may obtain rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labor in vain. Praise God. They who are not holding forth the word of truth are running in vain. Think about it. People who are not holding the word of truth are running in vain. They're searching for another message. They're under some false lights. They're following some false runner. But thank God, this runner, this coach, Elijah, hallelujah, has been vindicated, validated. Hallelujah. We've got a great coach, church. You believe it? There are no shortcuts in this race. Amen. We have the full word born into manifestation again. And the full word will produce the full rapture. The reformers had shortcuts. They couldn't fully finish the race. That's why the rapture didn't happen in their age. They had shortcuts, false teaching. But praise God, Elijah the coach took us back to the word. Praise God. You believe it? Oh, I love it this morning. May God help us. But today, they're depending on us, those saints who have gone on. And Hebrews 11 and 40 says, they without us should not be made perfect. As a matter of fact, they are hailing us on to the finish, running strong, praise God. They're hailing us on to the finish. Amen. Run strong, church. I say, young people, run like you never run. Mothers and fathers, run like you never run. Hallelujah. You know, the false runners are the ones that's always pointing out all your flaws. And how you didn't run well. And how you, you stumbled and you fell and you had some shortcuts. 
and you took a little shortcut. The main thing is the main thing. You're back on track. As long as you get back in track, that's all God is looking for. Where are you at? You may have been missing in action for a little while, but all of a sudden, praise God, you found your way back. Amen. God navigated you back on this racetrack, and you're running like you never ran. You believe it? Praise the Lord Jesus. Uh, Hebrews 12 and 1, the Bible says, Wherefore I read it, seeing that we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which those, uh, so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You know, these things are what we keep upon ourselves. These sins are what we keep upon ourselves. God knows all about it. There is no surprise to God, but God is saying, Lay it aside. Lay it aside. Lay it aside. And run like you never run before. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We are running to meet Jesus Christ. And they're running to meet us. Praise God. Oh, what a reunion that's going to be. They're running and we are running. Man, my, my, like a man that hadn't seen his wife in a long time, in a long journey. And when they first see each other, they're running to each other. Praise God. There's a magnet that's drawing them. They're running to meet each other. Amen. We are running to meet Jesus Christ. And he's running to meet us. That's the first time God ever ran. Is when he ran to meet you. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is a runner too, you know. Jesus is a runner. And he's running. And you're running. And when two runners collide. There's a time of victory. There's a grand prize. You're going to change from this mortal to immortality. You believe it? What it takes to overcome. Uh, Brett Bram said in 1960, he said, if a runner is running around the track and one takes a shortcut and cuts through the field and beats the other one there by half an hour, still he will be disqualified at the end of the race. He's got to play it according to the rules of the game or he's disqualified. He had to run lawfully. You got to run lawfully. He said, well, I got discouraged. I'm a little down. I can't seem to I'll find my way. Run like you never run. Praise God. It's in that condition of maze that Satan tries to hold us victims. When our minds are cloudy and foggy because of all the impact and battles of this life. But friends, I say, get up and run. Amen. God's athletes are going to run to the finish line. Do you believe it? In the Christian life, it's not enough simply to wake up and, and we are called to run, to become more like Christ, to press ahead in godliness. Many have been running, I say this morning, with no results. They come up empty. They're running after personalities and, and man-made leadership. They have a follow-the-leader attitude, casual, uh, carnal impersonation. But we are, we are not after a, a, a personality. This message didn't give us a personality. It introduced us to Jesus Christ. Can you shout amen? Think about it. In no, in no way belittling to the prophet of God. Brother Bram wasn't really charismatic. He really didn't have a personality. 
I heard him preaching this morning, 1960, as I was with Moses in July the 11th. He said, I, 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 didn't, I don't have anything. He said, I'm not intellectual. I have no personality. I have no gifts. I don't have no education. That's why God had to give me these signs to make up for not being educated. You see, friends, that's the one that God loves. Hallelujah. We're not following our personality or some carnal impersonation. We're following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? Saints, we have a traitor in the saints. Elijah the prophet has been our coach preparing us for the final dash of the end time. No personality. Amen. He didn't impersonate nobody else. Amen. You will never catch anything out of Brother Branham of some of the leaders prior to him. Praise the Lord. I've actually looked into this. I've studied some of the men Brother Branham actually was under that actually baptized him and tutored him. And, and some of the, the names that he's mentioned, some of these men had personalities. They had, they had charisma. They can move an audience. But God just dropped the prophet right in the stage. Amen. Outside of all these carnal impersonation. And he said, that's the bride's coach. And she will take you. He will take you to the finish line. You believe it? The church must be trained by the Holy Spirit to finish strong. As people of God, you must run with a purpose today. 1 Corinthians 9, 26, quickly. He said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beat at the air. You see, we're running with a purpose. You cannot run like a man running aimlessly, beating the air, just running. Where are you going? I don't know where I'm going. I'm just running, though. You got to stay aiming with the message. The message has told us about the finish line and the great price of the rapture. You realize that? This is our message. The latter day message is the rapture. It's the harvest. It's harvest time. It's evening time. We can't expect to preach Moses' message or Luther's message or, or, or any of the reformer message. We have a message that God has given us. Luther's message wouldn't work now. Noah's message wouldn't work now. We've been given a rapture message. Hallelujah. And we're running with that message. You believe it? Yes, you, you have been given everything you need to win this race this morning. Election, adoption, predestination. You have a purpose to run. And you have the power of the Holy Spirit. I say this morning, available, you, available to you to cross the finish line. You will cross the finish line. Every young person will cross the finish line. Every moms and dads will cross the finish line. Every grandmothers and in-laws will cross the finish line. Nobody will be left behind. We're running by God's grace. You believe that? You have a purpose to run. Amen. You have the promise that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. All these things, purpose, power. And promise can be rolled up into two verses, Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, uh, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. That's the promise. According to the power that's working in us. 
power, Ephesians 3 and 21, unto him be glory in the church, purpose by Jesus, by Christ Jesus, through all ages, world without end, amen. Praise God. All these things, we have purpose, we have power, and we have a promise. Can you say amen? What makes you different than denomination? You've got purpose. What makes you different than the church goers? You have a promise. What makes you different than the people of the world? You have power. Praise God. Amen. Purpose, promise, and power belongs to us this morning. Hallelujah. Not every church has it. Amen. I don't mean building. I'm talking about the bride of Christ. Only the bride has purpose, power, hallelujah, and the promise of God. Praise the Lord Jesus. You see, I want to say this morning, if you're running without purpose, you're just running and will lose focus before you get to the finish line. You see, the word of God calls for you to not just be a runner, uh, but be a runner that finish triumphantly. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I finished the race. Praise the Lord. I finished the race. You see, this race I'm speaking about is not for the one that got there first that received the prize. It's for all who crossed the finish line will receive this prize. Some have been running before us, and they've crossed the finish line. Some have been running, and they're there, and they're a cloud of many witnesses. And you may be hobbling, you may be limping, but you're running. You're running with the message. I said, run, church. Run like you never run before. Praise God. Do you love him? Be a runner that has purpose. Be a runner that has passion. I said be a runner that has power this morning. Be a runner that has God's promise planted inside of your spirit man so deeply that when it seems like you're running out of breath, all you have to do is breathe in the richness of every promise and mercy and grace. Just breathe it in. Every time it seems like you're running out of breath, breathe in God's mercy. Say, Lord, I'm breathing in your mercy. I'm breathing in your richness. I'm breathing in your grace. Hallelujah. And it keeps my heart pumping. Amen. It keeps my heart pumping. It gives me breath to run like I never run before. You believe it? It will keep you going strong to the finish. When you take your eyes off of the, of the finish line, just to glance at the world, you will stumble, church. We'll take your eyes off of Jesus Christ. He is your finish line this morning. Can you say amen? The revealed word is the fuel that keeps you running with power and effectiveness. Praise God. Listen, let me say it again. The revealed word is the fuel that keeps you running with power and effectiveness. Don't settle for anything else. That victory, I say, in Jesus' name. Watch this. Make the valley full of ditches. In uh, 1953, June the 9th, in the evening service, Brett Bram said, we've got too many cross-eyed Christians. 
uh, if you want to take it that way, one eyes on Christ and the other one on the world, uh, take it off, look to him only. Look to him only. Too many cross eyes, Christians. Amen. They're looking one way. That's why they're going another direction. God didn't ask us to work out uh, anything. He didn't ask us to figure this out. He didn't ask us how we're going to make it. All he says is run and keep your eyes on me this morning. You believe it? Second hand in the robe in 1956 in November the 20 and the 25th in the morning service. He said it's time to keep your eyes on the promise. You got to keep your eyes on it. Watch the promise. Are you watching the promise? Watch the promise. Well, you know, I'm discouraged. I'm despondent. I've got some ailments in my body. Things are not just so good at home. I'm having problems in the job. God didn't say about all those things. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega. Hallelujah. All the in-between will take care of itself. Do you believe it? Amen. It's not left up to you to figure it out. Just keep running. you believe it? My, I love that. He said, you got to keep your eyes on it. Watch the promise. Are you watching the promise? Watch the promise. Amen. He said to his disciples, when I return, will I find faith? Amen. Will I return? When I return, will I find faith? Amen. In the church, it's those that's watching. Amen. Elisha. Amen. Told Elijah, if you see me when I leave, if you watch me, amen, then this anointing will come upon you. Remember that. Amen. Remember Gehazi, the same thing to Elijah. If you see me when I leave, keep your eyes on Elijah and run like you never run before. You believe it, friends? Amen. Darius, the secret believer, in 1955, June the 4th, he says, get your minds off your sicknesses, off of your troubles. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. Get your minds off your sickness, off your troubles. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Praise God. That does not mean I don't care. And I know you're going through hard times. But all I can offer you is Jesus. Hallelujah. Athletes of God, I say keep running. Run like you never run before. Amen. Run to the finish line. Faith once delivered to the saints in 1957, June the 10th. He said, the devil just wants you to do like Eve. Stop for a minute. Don't you pay any attention to him. Keep your eyes on Christ. Praise God. Keep your eyes on Christ. Keep running to the finish line. Don't worry about anything else. Run to the finish line. I tell you, church, if I had kept my eyes off of this glorious message that God has given me or given us and off of Jesus Christ and have not had a true experience, I've certainly been messed up today. But I'm so glad that Lord has given me grace, even in my mistakes and my shortcomings, to just keep running. When I'm criticized, I'm running. When I'm discouraged, I'm running. Praise God. You love it this morning. As our musicians, please come. Uh, we're going to close right here. In a message, uh, behold, a greater than Solomon is here. In uh, June the 12th, 1962, he said, hallelujah. He's talking about a sister here in the church that she was shouting that she hurtled over about four or five different pews. 
There were some people in the church saying, man, Brother Branham, man, she sure was out of order. And Brother Branham took up for her. He said, well, you see, she just crossed over. She just couldn't sit still. That was all. Let's stand to her feet. She was running. She was on fire. I said, she just had to run. You take God's word for it and just keep running. Praise God. Hallelujah. Never mind what the critic says. Never mind what the people on the job says. Never mind what the lawyer says. Never mind what the doctor says. Never mind what the bank says. Never mind what anybody says. Amen. What God says stands as thus saith the Lord. You believe it? I love that. She couldn't sit down. That was all. She was running. She was on fire. I said she just had to run. I love it. Amen. You take God's word for it and you just keep running on by God's grace. At least of God, let me encourage you this morning. Just keep running. Just keep running. Hallelujah. The naysayers, they're going to keep on saying. The Janice and the Jamers are going to keep on saying. The critics are going to keep on saying. Their accuser are going to keep on accusing. And while they're doing that, run like you never run. Can you say amen? amen? Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm so glad we've had a great coach in this age. And a great captain this morning who was hailing us on with a cloud of many witnesses. And they're saying, church, you're going to make it. You're going to make it by God's grace. You're going to be anointed fresher than you've ever been anointed. Amen. Your fire is going to be fresh. You believe it? You see, you can't get warm by a painted fire. The fire in Pentecost has got to be fresh today. Amen. God sent fire in the church. Put fire behind the church. Amen. He said, the word, take God's word for it, and you run, just keep running on in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Are you willing to do that today? Lord, I'm running, Lord, I'm running. We used to sing the song, I'm running, I'm doing 199 and a half, just one do. Amen, I'm running, I'm doing 199 and a half, just one do. Amen. You believe it? You got to run. We sing another song, you got to run. Run, run, run with the message of Malachi 4. You got to run, 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 run with the message of Malachi 4. Run like you never run before. Run with Elijah's message. Run, church. I said run in the name of Jesus. The anointing is telling you, run like you never run in Jesus' name. Do you believe it? Are you willing to run? Are you willing to run? Let me see your hands. Lord, I'm going to run. I'm not beating the air, but I'm running, Lord. I'm running for my life. I'm running for my life. If anybody asks you, what's the matter with me? You tell them, I'm safe, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and I've been baptized. Hallelujah. I met Jesus in my life, and I'm running for my life. Oh, praise God. Are you running? At least of God, run. The devil after you, run. Hallelujah. It's a good sign. He hasn't got you. Uh, aches in your body, run. Don't sit down, run. You got trials in your family, run. You got trouble in the job, run. Hallelujah. Are you willing to run, church? Hallelujah. Just keep on running. 
Amen. Keep on running. Praise God. Hallelujah. I love it. I love it. You see, when you're running, you're moving. Amen. You're getting closer. And he's getting closer. And as the two get closer, there's going to be a great magnet. Amen. That's going to magnetize us. You know, they say that according to science, and Brother Brian actually talked about this. He said, uh, two objects can go so fast that they actually pass through each other. Well, praise God. We're not just going to pass through each other. We're going to be caught up with each other. Amen. You're moving so fast that nothing will stop you. Amen. Don't worry, friends. You say, oh, I just, I'm so troubled. I'm so distressed. I've got so much on my mind. I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know who my mate's going to be. I don't know who I'm going to marry. God already knows who he's going to marry. Amen. Don't worry about it. Amen. Just start preparing for it. You young girls, you go get the wedding dress you want, put it in the closet. That's your adopted baby. Praise God. I was preaching out in South Carolina, amen, in a tent meeting. I think the church went with me over there. And I told some of the young men, I said, brother, you better just give God the order of what kind of woman you want. Amen. Tell her what size you want. Amen. Tell her how she, tell God how you want her to look. Amen. I told the women, I said, you all go ahead and you pick out your, your man. Uh, choose what size you want him to be. A 40 regular, a 50 regular, whatever you want him to be. Amen. Buy him a suit and put it in the closets. Amen. That's your adopted baby. Brother, I tell you, I went back to that meeting. Amen. Some years later, I had young ladies introducing me to their husband. Some were mediums. Some were skinny. Some were hefty. Some were skinny women. Some were all curvy women. I said, is this what you wanted? So yeah, that's what I pray for. I said, you got what you expected. Hello, church. Let me tell you, you need your adopted baby anointing in Jesus' name. Tell the Lord what you want. You believe it? A woman that can't have a baby, she's going to adopt the baby not long after she'll have our baby. Come on, church. Praise the Lord Jesus. You know, I preached this message across the nation, and no telling, I stopped counting after I ran out of finger how many young men and young women has come to me and introduced me to their bride and to their groom and said, when you were preaching in this meeting, when you were out in that meeting, and you told us, and you told us to do it, and here we are today. It was a month after I got my adopted wife, my, my, uh, my adopted husband, and God moved on the scene. You believe it? Don't give up. You're on the brink of a miracle. You believe it? Run like you never run. God bless you this morning. Give the Lord a good clap off. Well, I'm running for my life. I'm running for my life. I'm running for my life. Jesus, oh, God, glory. Running for my life. 
qualified every reason you had to quit this morning and you can't quit how can you quit something you never started he that begun a good work he's able to finish it brother Josh unto the end you believe that he started he'll finish it oh I just love runners reminds me one time my son you know Wesley he was a runner as well he was a good runner you take me for a run you know and I'd just be lagging behind him a couple Steps behind you, just kind of reach back and just come on, Dad, you can do it, you know. And we'll run. And one morning I didn't run with him, and man, I just he took off running. And then suddenly I heard the garage door burst open, and the door coming up from the garage, garage into the house burst open, and someone fell flat on the ground. Oh, 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 it was gonna kill me. I almost died, Dad. Oh, oh. So, what happened, son? Uh, a husky got behind him and he thought it was a wolf. And man, I, he never ran so fast. He said, Dad, he said, a wolf is going to kill me. I said, son, there's no wolf in this neighborhood. He said, yes, it is. He said, well, come show it to me. It was a nice big white hus husky with blue eyes in him. He just came up and started licking all over me. I said, Wes, it's not a wolf. It's a husky. But man, he ran like he never ran before. Hey, man, you know, God, he thought he was dying, brother. Ask his mama. Amen. His heart was racing so bad. He said, I almost died. I almost fell. I said, the main thing is you outran him. That's all. The main thing is you outran him. You don't know if it's a husky or a, or a wolf, but keep running. Because you're going you're gonna to make it. You may fall flat at the finish line. Amen. But you're going to make it by the grace of God. God bless you. I love you with the love of the Lord. It's just being prayer. Those of you online, I want to say shalom to you in Jesus' name. We certainly appreciate each and every one of you and being in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is so good to us. You believe in.